It can't be that time of the week again. It is. It's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jody Rainsford and David Hellard. <laughs> it's Bad Boy Running! Hey! Yeah! I'm, how are you? You're alive. I'm. I am alive. What? I'm live or alive? You're, you're, you're alive. I am. A, and very live. <laughs> yes, I am. And so are you. What? Well, well, I am. But I. I. Uh, the, the big difference is that you. You lost your voice. You were in hospital, weren't you? Um, I. I had to go to hospital in order to get diagnosed with the fact that um, I. I'd, I'd lost my voice. I had. I, well, I, wait, wait. You, you didn't know you'd lost your voice until you went to hospital and they diagnosed it. No, no, no. It's not that I lost my voice. I didn't. I lost my voice. Um, I had a really, really bad throat, which hurt so much I didn't talk. But I won't. I realised when I tried talking that I'd lost my voice. But only when I tried talking, I didn't realise until I'd spoken that I'd lost my voice. I just thought I, I just generally wasn't talking because my throat was so painful. Ah, so you had a, I mean, how long were you not speaking for? Because I can't imagine a huge amount of time <laughs> well, where, even in the shower or just looking <laughs> in the mirror. I d- no, I, um, I had, well, Libby went away for a few days. She took Frida to, um, to Gibraltar. So I was left looking after Hugo and he's like, what, eight months old. And so I was looking after him and in typical, oh, my wife goes away. What do I do? The first thing I do is I head over to my parents um, so they can look <laughs> after the child because I'm so ill. And so basically I spent most of the time like just sleeping and I thought I just had a sore throat and it was just, you know, when you have like, you know, again, it's like a, it's like a typical runner who has an injury and thinks, oh, I, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just leave it, I'll just wait. So I had a yeah. sore throat on a Friday. It was really, really painful, like so painful, like drinking water hurt. Like a sore throat that even when you were eating ice cream, it hurt. Ice cream, oh. Yeah. Did you hear that? I just, I heard the door. I didn't hear anything else. <laughs> you fucking pussy. <laughs> Was that Dave Parry's wife? Sheena <laughs> <laughs> Parry. Sheena Parry. It's catching. Parryitis is catching. Yeah. Wives across the world are becoming. and partners are becoming abusive for yeah. you know, basic problems that people are having. So why? What, where did that bruise come from, by the way? Uh, that's that's a typical weekly thing. Okay, you, did you fall? You, f- you fell, fell down. Oh yeah, I fell. I fell down the stairs, and it was just an accident. Um, okay. uh, officer, and uh, uh, please take me away. Take me away. She's not, <laughs> no, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. No, no, uh, Libby's not abusive. Yeah, that's how it starts. I, I've listened to the archers. Yeah. But um, so, so two days on, you still haven't spoken at all in two days. So yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't spoken for a while. So do you not sing in the shower? No, I don't sing in the shower. I'm not do you really not just much, sing not, songs around no, the house? I'm not much of a singer. Okay. I'm not much of a singer. I'm, I've got a terrible voice. In fact, you can't really tell when my voice is when I've, my, my voice is uh, is bad and when it's actually in fine fettle. I'm t- I'm just an awful singer. I tell you what I don't like. I don't like people that whistle. Do you? I I sometimes whistle. If I can't, if I can't sing, I whistle. Oh, no 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 no. I can't sing. If you're not, if you're trying to sing, you whistle instead. But people that just generally whistle, like when they're like walking around. Also, like say say the shape of their ear is such that the wind catches it. 
that kind of noise, that noisy. <laughs> when, they, when there's nothing in between their ears, it just goes straight through. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so you're alive. That's why I was asking you're alive. Hooray, hurrah. Yeah. So I we am. can actually we can record actually the podcast record finally. Podcast. Yes. Absolutely. But as as ever, having been having caught up on what things were going on, we're now about two months behind again. <laughs> and one one foul swoop. <laughs> It's amazing, isn't it? We the, the amazing thing was we thought, okay, let's record a huge amount of podcasts around the MDS, and we spent hours recording around the MDS. But of course, we released those like one day after another, which means <laughs> that we basically like shot our load in one week. Uh, so, uh, so, so, what, how have you been? What, what, um, what are we pretending this weekend is? We're pretending that this weekend is the London Marathon weekend. Ooh, London Marathon, the week after the Marathon de Saab. week after the Marathon de Saab. What, what sort of idiot would come back for the Marathon de Saab and then be a pacer? Someone who clearly doesn't check their diary. That's, oh, that's the kind of idiot that it would be. Someone who's showing off. But also, the weekend of the running awards. The running awards. Oh, we're going to go live to the running awards soon, apparently. Yes, that's right. We've, we've filmed. Well, we've, we've recorded, recorded from... From the running awards, live from the running awards. It's, it's a first ever, never been done before. So no, we've got... you're not. You're not actually allowed recording equipment inside the running awards. Is that right? That's absolutely true. No one's ever recorded any video, any um, audio, um, because it's been the, it's the, content, the content. The content is so controversial. It's like trying to record it inside of a, of a clan meeting. You know, you just can't do it. Or, or when the Illuminati. Oh, it man. was mostly white white people, to be fair. <laughs> it was. It's, so, such, it's such a racist organisation that running. Same reason Susie gets invited, just for diversity. <laughs> They've got to click off the one percent. Right, we've we've got the quota of. Where's uh, Susie? Ch- okay, Susie chants it. It's okay. We're fine. We're fine. So, um, well, were you were you partaking in any watching of the marathon? Any cheering of the marathon? Any friends running the marathon? Um, I. Do you know what? Oh, that was the thing. I was going to watch the marathon, and then mm. he said, "No fucking way." <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> was there's, 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 it's one of two things to do on marathon day. Yeah, you either run the marathon, or you um, sit in bed watching it the whole time, slobbing out as much as you possibly can. It's like there, there, there's this is an extreme. You just don't do. You do one or the other. There's you don't go for a five k. Oh no, run. you don't go for a five yeah. k. You're just like, oh, that's a bit try hard. Oh, oh, look, oh yeah, there you go. Look, you've watched a bit of the marathon. You feel a bit inspired. Go, no, you stay in bed till the end of the marathon. You have a go at all the absolute rubbish that um, the commentators are speaking about. Yeah. You wonder how some of those people are even, you know, are even interviewed or got on, and you wonder why so much time is given to celebs. Um, yeah. You always hear about how you know. Um, Sophie Rayworth is doing. There always seems to be a big segment on Sophie Rayworth. Which uh, one's Sophie Rayworth? Um, the uh, BBC uh, news presenter. It's always, oh, right. it's always loads on her. It's like it's almost like the Sophie Rayworth bloody show. I'm going to quickly Google her, so I know who we're referring to. And how many has she done? Oh, I think she's she's done probably more than than I think she's pretty much done every single one. That's not true, of course. There's always, oh yeah, yeah. They're always interviewed, don't they? Yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. You know, there's always a royal doing it. There's always some royal somewhere doing it. Well, I've never really, I've never watched the show. 
Oh, I've never watched it because I've always been running it. How would I know? <laughs> what a cop. <laughs> well, either, either I'm running it or else the hash has got a beer table at mile 21. Oh, yeah. And so you go out for that. To be fair, I've never done that either. Um, yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone else gets I tell you about all the things I theoretically could. The, thing is, <laughs> the idea of going and watching the marathon is brilliant. But the, if, you're, if, you're, if you have someone running the marathon, it is awful. It is an awful experience going and trying trying to go from point to point. If you want to see them at different points, if you're happy to go and sit in a pub and stay yeah. at that pub and see them once when they come by, that's perfect. But to actually have to go, oh, we're going to go to mile 10, we're going to go to mile 20, we're going to go to the end, it's a horrible experience. Yeah, it, well, it's, it's just hard to know where to go and then it's a nightmare actually to get there because yeah. a lot of the places cool. in East London, are, well, for, until you get to Bank and the Tower... Other than Canary Wharf, none of it's accessible. Oh, well, it's south of the river. It's impossible to get there. Yeah, I mean, that's why you. That's why you run. What, that's why your first half is always much quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, well, I I obviously did it this year. So uh, what were you? What were you? So you were obviously pacing, which is a sensible yeah. thing to do. Um, and what what time were you pacing? Three fifteen. So I I always I've only paced marathons at three fifteen. I think three three hours. It's a bit like hard work, and um, yeah, you're going to have to actually run. You're going to have to concentrate and stuff. Three thirty is a bit of a is faff. that is that walking for you? Three thirty. Three thirty. Well, three thirty would be actually. It's, it's probably still quite a nice pace, um, but I've always just ended up on three fifteen. And I now that I've almost I, I I feel like I have to continue doing it because I've got my start that I do every year. I've got the time I do every year, and this year we had four people. Who I'd paced at three fifteen before, who, who turned up? Oh, really? Yeah, and that was brilliant. They, they, I don't think they knew I was going to be the same pace, the pacer, but a few of them decided to run three fifteen rather than the times they're going for, just because they wanted to run with me, which is great. Oh, what they were, they were, they, they came with the intention of like running faster, but they decided to stick at three fifteen. Sula was going to go slower. Um, I can't remember who. Well, Hannah was going to go a lot slower. She. Yeah, she should have gone slower. I think she did. But um, yeah, so oh, it was great. Nice. Yeah, really good. And there's a dupe adder there. What What was there? How did you know? Yeah. How did you know? He told me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? What was his name? He's, I can't remember his name now. He posted in the Facebook group. And he was a really good, really good lad. Um, but he'd run Paris Marathon or Manchester Marathon or something a week or two before. Yeah. And he'd run something like 318. Yeah. And then he said, "Oh yeah, so I decided I'll come and run. Uh, I'll come and run three fifteen today." And I was just thinking, "What the hell are you on about, mate? You've got no chance." Um, but I think he did. I think he did his time. He improved on his his marathon two weeks before incredibly. Well, that's good because wasn't that weren't all the Manchester marathon times void? Yeah. Oh, actually, he'd done the he'd done the Paris one where there'd been a heat wave. I think. Oh, oh okay. you, know, you know when it's a marathon. Everyone says 21 degrees is kind of a heat wave. You just can't take it. So I think it had been moderately hot, moderately hot and everyone had gone down. So, uh, But yeah, he just came up and went, fuck you, buddy. Hey, it was great. Hey, nice, nice. But then you're caught in that moment where you, you want to chat to people, but at the same point, when you're pacing, if you start chatting to everyone, you're, having, you're fine because you're, you're used to the, the pace, but you forget that actually if you talk to someone for even 10 minutes... It takes a little bit out of them from their breathing and then... Oh, yeah, you're, yeah. you're sabotaging them in many ways yeah, with your yeah. friendliness. 
yes you've got to try and be quiet and antisocial to a certain extent which is a bit it kind of sucks a bit but oh well oh well should get they should get triathletes to do that then oh, mind oh, you yeah. mind you it involves some sort of like technical running ability so the, why would you get a triathlete to do that it's true. It's true. Uh, so, so, oh, that, I mean, that's amazing. The fact that you you did. So, did you feel strong? Did you feel okay? Did you? How was it? Yeah, it was fine actually. It was. was the, um, what were the conditions like? The weather seemed to be okay. It was nice. It was looking like it was going to rain, and oh, okay. it just never came. So, actually, it was almost perfect race conditions. I'll tell you this year though was. I don't know. Someone had told me it was the the most people ever started London this year. And it did seem pretty crowded. Did it? Yeah. And 3.15? Yeah, wow. it's surprising, isn't it? Yeah. And it was, in, it was so annoying. that bl- I wish they didn't have that blue line there. You know, the racing line, yeah. blue line, that people become obsessed with. And you're trying to run an even pace, and everyone's following this blue line. And it, be- it becomes incredibly hard to then actually take a group without suddenly people running into you cutting you off and how, how many people d- would you suggest was it within the group following you you reckon probably over the course of the day 30 40 okay but That's you lose group, isn't it? yeah yeah i mean it might, it might have been a bit more actually but i i go from the the smallest start the green yeah but for the first time we had all three paces pretty much together which i've never had before Typically, I think the blue starts at a similar time because that's good for age. But the red start normally starts quite some time, some way back. But I think blue and I cross the line almost exactly the same oh, wait a time. So they have you have different like three fifteen paces. Yeah, there's, there's there's three starts to London. Yeah, I think the red is the or the, or the blue. I can't. One of them is good for age. Yeah. So you get the the people that are starting there have got a time less than 305 yeah um one of them is the championship start so you have the elites there you then have all of the runners who are quicker than 245 and then you have everyone else so yeah. if you're a 315 pacer on that one you actually start quite far back because you've got so many oh, wow. people ahead of you yeah yeah was and the green start is celebrity and yeah that's the one that i've been in <laughs> yeah it's this charity celebrity and then random, so it's pretty and small. And vegetable. Celebrity chat mineral or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, and they, they often cross over the two. But, um, <laughs> but, but the, So it's the first year where within a couple of miles I was suddenly running with the, the blue pacer, oh, okay. which is it's quite good fun, actually. It's quite nice because you, you almost want to run together at the same point. You want to be the best pacer and you want to be getting – and then the red pacer pops up as well. I think he was actually getting you, a couple of minutes. Did you boo first. him? The – you, it's quite strange because you, you're friends, but you're you're also rivals. Oh, you didn't start using mind games, did you? you <laughs> Hellard Jedi mind tricks. The trouble is, oh, you, you people. Oh. oh, you're here. Oh, oh, I was expecting you to be a little bit further up. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. I get my girlfriend That's to text them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the the runners always forget that. Their pacer is, has started at the same time as them, and the other pacers haven't. So you get runners kind of moving in and out. But 
once you get to 20 miles, people who are feeling good push on. And you yeah. lose a third of them as well. So by the time you get to 24 miles, there's, there's only a handful of people left. So what, you're dragging people through. Like drop back well behind that, or they've decided they feel strong enough to just yeah. push harder and get under... Yeah, and push on, and so, so when once you, you, it's all right. I know we're, we're gonna we're gonna have a, an episode where we talk about pacing at some point. But so, do you actually then cross the line at three fifteen? Do you time it that well that you that you're crossing it at all the splits you're supposed to? Yeah, p- p- close. I was eleven seconds under. For, oh, man. So um, this this was the closest I've been. I'm normally I normally try and be about twenty. Well, I normally come through about. Th- with about 35 seconds left yeah. and then I start shouting at people and sprint in with kind of 10 seconds left but this one is where I was pretty much exactly on the whole way around but my watch was going nuts was it? I ran yeah I ran 26.9 miles on the watch which I, I obviously didn't run that but it meant that it was incredibly hard to pace because you're having to go off the pace on your watch um but if you're suddenly, if each mile you're not running any other distance, you know that, for example, 3.15 is 7.26 per mile. So you try and run at least 7.25 because you always run a little bit extra. Yeah. You, you maybe run uh, 0.1 of a mile, 0.2 of a mile extra. Um, so then when you're, I was running kind of 5.21s, 5.20s, and was still sometimes getting to, the mile markers, checking my watch, and I was but slightly off pace because my my watch was just going nuts. Really? So it became so hard to to actually pace properly, and you you're having to do it just based on the time and when you were crossing the mile markers, which I, I'm not convinced are all exactly accurate. No, of course they can't be, can they? It must be. So, yeah, and, and so then you just, especially if I mean, I think if I when I pace it next year, I'm probably going to be a bit more aggressive. I, do, I, they, but surely they don't alter the course all that much anymore. No, not at all. No, I, I imagine you know they 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 changed it a while back, didn't they, to remove the cobbles from yeah. the thing. But that was that's really the only major change that it's had. So, yeah. So the, 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 it should be sort of static. It's not like Brighton Marathon, which changes every every year to try and make it flatter and faster, and you know add another 200 meters onto it or anything but no it, it stays pretty much the same and there might be a slight alterations around canary wharf with build building works or things like that where they've slightly changed the the width or the tail back and um but i think about when i pace next year i'm gonna make sure i'm almost a minute ahead overall okay. because this was i was i was having to push there wasn't. I normally give a little bit of leeway, like a, a second or two leeway a mile for people for the last few miles, so that they can, if they're dying, they can still make it in. Yeah. Whereas I was actually having to push all the way to the line to get in. So if you look at my splits, it's almost even the whole way. Um, so I think next year, just because it's it's quite stressful when you're running and you're like, "Fuck, I'm three seconds down or three seconds up." And so you then have to... I, the thing is, when you talk about that sort of level of accuracy, it's so far removed from, like, anything that I've ever done. I mean, like, you know, I, I suppose, you know, when you're, when you're working at the sort of the, the, the speed and the level it's working at, you know, as, a, as an ultra runner, you know, I work in, like, half hours. You're working in, like, yeah. seconds. So, you know, it's, 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 it's completely different. It's, it, it, to me, it, I, I find it quite scary 
like the pressure, the pressure of that to me, it, it, it seems quite scary, especially when you've got other people relying on you when you're, yeah. when you're doing it. But I guess you never run that many races just on a flat road, do you? And you and you've relegated the track, so that's when you realise yeah, actually. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. You cut. There's no. There's no way of judging it. Okay. Most important question. Yeah. Um, the hash table. Hash table is good. What did you have? They. Uh, well, they. Tipple of choice. It, well, they they just give you a pint. Well, it's not a pint. They give you a cup of beer. So I got a bitter. It was oh, lovely, it was actually. Really nice. And uh, I was running with. So the the hash had this rule that they collect money from people. I don't know who they collect money from because none of the runners are going to have. He's running around with a pocket change, but somehow they collect money on the day. And if you're the first hasher to finish yeah. and have a drink, you, your charity gets that money. So I've had it for the last four or five years or so. Oh, really, um, that's good. But, How but much is ma- that normally? It's do I think it's about to- no, it's about seventy quid. So it's not massive. That's um, pretty good though. But nice. still, it's nice. I always forget, and then nice you're like, "Oh, it's like, cool!" It's like the rotary or something. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> but just a it's little like... bit more sinister. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, but Matt came through. He was uh, Matt Smith. He's oh, yeah. he um, he was he was running with me, and he's he's a good runner. Actually, I, he'd be sub three if he if he went for it, and he kind of wasn't ginger. Exactly. No, he gets stuff thrown at him, people tripping him up, that sort of thing. So yeah, very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. Yeah, I mean, he struggles in heat, obviously. <laughs> yeah. but, he, um, but he didn't stop for a beer. He, oh. He didn't take one. He, um, so what, what is that a penalty of some sort? You, you officially don't finish. <laughs> <laughs> so in the hash results, he won't be in the hash results. Oh, that's brilliant. He'll be down as a, a DNF, which I think is a good, good rule, that one. That's an excellent rule. Yeah, but it, then, it meant I still got the money because he, he, he had a really good run. I think he did about 3.12 in the end because we oh. were running together for quite a bit. Yeah. And then he took off. But um, I I passed the cheat. Oh, the cheat. Yeah. Oh, man. And it, I, 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 I remember her before it all came out. Right. So Who is it? What was her name? I, I never heard of her. She's she's probably got to be, she's got to be one of the most tenuous. I think we're more famous than she is. <laughs> My God, I mean, that can't be possible. I know. <laughs> so I, I was running back for. I think I must have gone past Tower Bridge, so twenty-two miles or so. Yeah. And then in the distance, I saw this quite heavily set female who I I was running up to, going, "Oh, poor girl, she's walking. She must be having a nightmare." And then I thought, "Wait, hang on." How could she be ahead of me? Because um, there's no way that some of her sides would be on for like a three-hour marathon and right. then suddenly be injured and walking. And I, it, I just remember going past very quickly. So we, you know, when you run past someone, you just see them. You're like, uh, but then thinking, wait, that doesn't make any sense. And so it then came out that she obviously cheated. So what, what did she do? I, I, I read about it and, and people were posting, I think, what, what, what did she actually do? Did she get a lift or did, did th- she do a savile? She, no. Alleged savile. She didn't even savile it up. She, um, she just jumped the fence, I think. Jumped the fence? Yeah, because when you come over tower, yeah. it's, it's before halfway. It's like that it, other guy, the one that, that, that had a, what's it called, a faster first half than Faster Mo. start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, she because someone showed me her her time on 
because it's got your splits on the marathon website. And as, as for, for every marathon, except for Edinburgh, that make you pay to see the times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, they did last year, at least. But I just put that in there. Um, you, can, you can obviously search anyone's time. And so she'd come home. And part of me has a lot of sympathy for if you're just like, oh, God, I want to go home. Yeah. And you just cut it off and you go home and then you, you cross the line. And they give you a medal. You're like, sure. You sling it in your bag. You don't give a crap. I, I've got no problem with that. But it's the fact she was then tweeting out about her, fate, her, her marathon finish. And oh, she's got the no. photo. And she's, she's clearly there. Yeah, did my first marathon or all of oh, this. did she? Yeah. And because I, I, mean, I find it incredible how much controversy people are and how passionate people are about someone pretending to have done a marathon when they haven't. I, I just couldn't give a crap. I think if you want to pretend, sure, whatever. But, um, yeah, it went. What, like people pretending that they've run Iron Man and getting tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but if, if I was getting a tattoo of that, I'd never pretend to have run an Iron Man. I'd always pretend that I didn't know what an Iron Man was. But, um, <laughs> But it it blew up. It was it was all over the metro. The she I think she ended up leaving her Twitter account. Oh yeah. The thing is, it's weird, isn't it? Because it, people get very emotive about yeah. um, about marathons and stuff. Because you know, it's an achievement. They've the thing that really that annoys me about it is the fact that getting into London is so difficult, and yeah. there's so many people that really do want to do it. And when you, you know, when you hear people like Jade Gooding and Jordan, who just yeah, they they either flunk out or they just turn up. Because you know, and you know, the, and the, I don't think it helps when like London Marathon basically just give them give them places and stuff in order to. do it. I mean, I'm sure if they yeah. it, they they raise money for it, and there's there's a there's an issue to that. You know, that Jordan could probably raise a lot more money than a normal person. Yeah, that's it. true. You know, that's fine. Yeah. But but they don't finish it. Obviously, they don't get they don't get the money. But you know, there's a there's a a, a point to be had. It's like why you know it's so oversubscribed. And it's yeah. such a good race. I mean, like, actually, the dropout rate between people being accepted and then it's something like 10,000 people, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, huge numbers. It's mad. It's like between, like, October and, and the thing, you know, 10,000, you know, even when they've done it. And, and they build that in, you know. Yeah. I think if, they, if that 10,000 people who, uh, who drop out actually turned up, they it, it would be a nightmare on the course. Yeah. So. And that's why they have the good for age. They can get people yeah. out the front quick because they know that's not going to add to congestion but yes yeah, she she had to come out and do a public apology um give the medal back oh or i mean it's like shaming it's, put her in the put her in the stocks make her run edinburgh make her yes. that's, that's, oh that's that'd punishment. be such a punishment that'd be the punishment oh. <laughs> but the there was another guy who i'm not sure how it ended but they post um I think it was Anne posted in the group about this 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 young this young youngin maybe nineteen twenty. Oh, yeah, I know what you were talking about. Yeah. So he wasn't seen. Oh, he didn't he didn't cross any of the mats until ten k. And I I see I don't know. So they then had this. He he then obviously his mum. He then his mum went. What happened? Like, oh, I don't know. I obviously ran the whole thing. So she then goes with this huge Facebook campaign. Have you seen this boy? Has anyone got photos? Have you got proof? And the suggestion was that he'd he'd have had to have run something like a thirty-three minute ten k, right, 
to have got to where he did his 10k time yeah and uh and so i think he probably just went to his mum he, he kind of did a bit of a fib she, he then got caught in the lie she then sends it out across the whole social media like my poor son he's gonna he's gonna, not gonna get his medal he's, he's gonna be disqualified all of this and he's probably thinking oh shit oh boy <laughs> And then it, then it comes out, actually, you need to have... And I think London officially said, if he can run a 33-minute 10K yeah. timed and he can prove it, then we'll allow him to stay. Yeah. Which I think is brilliant. I think that's the perfect response. It's saying, we're not saying you're a cheat. You're saying you've just got to do it. Yeah, if you could, if you could do that. And you don't have to run the whole marathon. <laughs> yeah. Just run a 33-minute 10K. That's amazing. Just show us that you can run a 33, 33 minute 10k and then you just happen to have decided to have got like a four and a half hour type <laughs> for no reason. That um, happens to me all the time. Yeah, I, I yeah. Just, I am so. I, I always lead like the first six miles of an ultra. If only they had a, a, a chip mat 10k into those ultras. Exactly. I know. Always world record pace. I, I know. No one ever sees it. No one ever yeah. sees that. Yeah, but, um, but I. I I think he actually ended up getting his medal. What? Did he? Yeah. Yeah, because someone then posted in the group. But everyone was saying, share it, share it, share it. And I just couldn't be asked at all. I just thought, why do I... I'm sorry, I'm happy to share posts and to get behind causes. But if some 19-year-old guy doesn't officially finish, I mean, do I really care that much? He could do it again. You monster! Yeah, you were there. Yeah. You were there once. Well, I, when they when it was actually going on, I Wait, said, to, every, "Do you know what? You, what you don't realise is when you were doing the MDS, we, they were looking to disqualify you, and it was only from public pressure from the Jubalers. That guy, that child. <laughs> public public pressure from the Jubalers that kept you in the race, effectively. Well, thank thank you, Badders. Exactly. Thank but yeah, you know, if we took the same attitude, I mean, where would we be? It what is. is what is this? It's, it's true. Thatcherite Britain or something. Well, uh, if when I thought he actually hadn't hadn't uh, got his place and all of that, I'd have happily given him my medal because um, you're just not that fussed. But oh, and did you hear about Lacey, Alex Lacey? No, what? So uh, Lacey was on the Special Forces Hell Week with me he's the guy with the tattoos who he gets really emotive in one of the scenes um he's like go go just go what do you mean, what do you mean in one of the scenes <laughs> is, is there a scene where he doesn't get emotive <laughs> it's so bizarre because he's such a lovely but mild just wonderful person and still gets to a scene in the show and then he just goes mad it's such a um it's not representative of him in any way but i was reading um just read an article i think it was probably the metro evening standard and it was suddenly about lacy so he was he was stretching his, i think he got calf cramp or something like that 24 25 miles into the marathon and there was um there was this guy who had completely lost his legs what he just couldn't walk properly you oh. know when when you used to see i, I assume he didn't have enough gels because when you see marathons and people are just wobbling oh, along. Oh, yeah, when they, when they bonked and... Uh, yeah, yeah. jelly yeah, legs. Jelly legs, yeah, yeah. So he was in that position and they... The St. John's Ambulance were going to pull him off the course. Yeah. Said, sorry, mate, you can't, you know, you can't get up. You're going to have to... So Lacey throws a major over his shoulder 
and then finishes the marathon with this guy on his back. It's just incredible. And especially as he's, he's been, he stops to stretch out his calf because this calf keeps on cramping and he's having a nightmare. And then thinks, oh, sorry, I know what will help. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do, do you, if you are carried across the line like that, do you still get an official finishes? I, I don't know. How does that work? I'm not sure. I mean, you'd, you'd have to be pretty harsh to then say, sorry, buddy, <laughs> you're disqualified after all that. But also, I mean, it, I assume the guy would have loved it, but it could have been quite embarrassing for him, potentially. What, in what sense? That, what, he... if, you, if, you, if all your mates find out, you only finish the marathon. Oh, cause, yeah, because you were carried across the line like, like, like a baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's such a heroic effort to do it. Quite but at the same I, point... I remember there was a period, there was a point in uh, Special Forces Hell Week where you were being carried around by stretch. <laughs> By Lacey, indeed. By Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> he saved so many people's bacon. He did, he did. He's probably he's probably just out roaming the streets looking for people's carry right now. To carry, that's it. <laughs> but, um, it's oh, a good it job. It's a good job he wasn't hanging around um, winter nuts and stuff because he either ended up picking <laughs> Andy Parry and carrying him as well, and he wouldn't have been able to have the glory of that. <laughs> oh, that completely. Finish. Completely, but I, it was such a nice moment because I was reading the article thinking, oh, I love this guy, whoever this is. And then they're like, Alex Lacey, and I'm like, no way, what a, what a champion, what an absolute champion. But, um, I mean, what was the, how was London from the joy of your bed? I, I wasn't allowed to watch it. Oh, so you weren't allowed, of no. course. No, oh. I, wanted to, I wanted to sit in bed and watch it with Frida. I, I, we watched it, actually, we watched a little bit of it because, um, I always think it's good, you know, for Frida to see people like running and stuff like that. She yeah, because she, she hasn't seen me running a lot recently. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I used to do that? Uh, and um, but yeah, it, it's actually really boring to watch. Um, yeah, it is. Really, the only time you, the only reason you sit there and watch it, and you go, oh, "I'm definitely doing it next year. I'm definitely doing it next year." That's 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 the whole purpose of sitting there watching it. Although it looked like it was quite an exciting year because you had the the female who fell over who then won it yeah which i think is brilliant i think if you ever fall over in a race you have to win it see it happens in chariots of fire and so um eric eric idol no eric, eric little, <laughs> <laughs> eric little. <You're> not- <laughs> there we go yeah, you're going to get a life of Brian. That's a very different, different one. <laughs> and it happened to my friend Ying Yang. In, um, he didn't fall over, but he was in the, his first time in the stadium, Ifley Road, and the gun went off in the 200 metres. There was an echo. He thought it was a false start, so he stopped. Everyone else was running. He still went on and won the whole thing. That was the, the county championships. Right. Pretty badass. And then, yeah, now, and then third... I should know her name, but the 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 London champion this year, she fell over. Oh yeah, bit of a bit of a crash. Got up, won the whole thing. Epic, amazing. Yeah, they see that wouldn't work with ultras. If you fell over and then but then you had to go on and win it, that would because everyone falls over at some point. Tripping over a stile or banging into a tree or falling backwards when you're trying to go in yeah, the woods. <laughs> I think bizarrely, it only works with shorter races when you get the rage to carry the you rage. through. Yeah, but even the men's, there was—they almost broke the world record, didn't they? I don't understand. I don't understand about the wheelchair race. 
I don't understand. Yeah. They just all stick together, and literally when they come round yeah. that corner, some more, that's when it all happens. It's like yeah. just don't bother, don't bother with like the twenty six miles. Just bother well, with the last like two hundred yards or something, because that's everyone's everyone's like equal at that point. It's yeah, it's, it's like um, Tour de France, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's similar with Cavendish and Tour de France, and yeah, yeah. See, that's why you should have camel toes. So you get them, you get the camel toe well, train anyone, going. Are you, actually, when you're talking about like Tour de France, has ever, everyone thrown um, uh, piss over you when you've been running? That, that doesn't tend to happen. Not, not when I'm running. No. <laughs> <laughs> and not if, not if I haven't paid them. <laughs> what was I watching the other day about? <laughs> yes, they had a family guy where they're talking about Liam Nielsen. Is that, is that who it would be? The Irish uh, Liam in Wanted, yeah. Taken. Yeah. Liam Neeson, yeah. yeah. <laughs> every every statement he says is like, I really like it when they play with, right, now go, go on your knees and get men to pee in your hands. <laughs> it's repeatedly doing it. Anyway, I'm, uh, I'm going on a tangent. So, um, yeah, they, they almost break the world record as well, which is pretty cool. Because everyone always talks about Berlin's quickest, all of this. But obviously, everyone's already talking about Edinburgh being the fastest man from the UK. <laughs> Yeah, clearly, clearly. You had some people flocking to Edinburgh. Yeah, that's why that's why the top ten runners in the world all go to Edinburgh to uh, to try and break the world record in the fastest marathon in the UK. Um, but yeah, he he almost broke the world record in London, which is quality. It means they're going to come back year after year. Yeah. But um, yeah, what else has been happening this weekend? Well, build up to London. It's also, the big. It, it, yeah, well, yeah, but London, London's important, but it's not the biggest, the biggest thing of the weekend. Oh yes. Well, we can we can cut live too. Are, are, are we are the do badders ready for this? The do badders might be ready for this. Um, the sheer level of excitement. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna cut live to um, our coverage of the of the running awards. Um, <laughs> Now, now, if it sounds as if there's not much going on in the background, it's because we've we invested in quite high quality equipment. Oh, we spent we spent a huge amount of money on equipment. It's the only time we have spent money on equipment. Um, if you ever watched uh, Mark and Lard, um, yes. you remember that when Mark used to uh, phone up a celebrity, and, uh, and no matter who it was, it was always just Lard, um, just with the same accent. Didn't, didn't even make any attempt to pretend to have an accent. Goes, oh, I'm speaking to Nelson Mandela. He goes, all right, Mark, how are you doing? Everything all right? Oh, now, now I'm speaking to Margaret Thatcher. All right, Mark, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like their chalk and cheese, but um, but yeah, we are we are we at the running awards yet? Wait, we are. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You'll be able to tell we're at the running awards because. There's some background noise. Hey, welcome everybody. We're here live at the Running Awards in the O2. What's it called? O2. The oyster. The nectar. Oyster bar. The oyster bar. Wasn't the blue oyster in the police academy? The amber. No, it's yeah. The yeah, it's in the police academy. They always go dancing. But um, yeah. Well, welcome to the Running Awards. Yeah, we're here. It's exciting. There's there's no one running though. There, I'm, well, I'm slightly disappointed because last time we came here, there was a man with his top off on a treadmill, and that hasn't happened again. 
I know. I mean, he would have sold so many treadmills that night. Oh, if if the treadmill wasn't three and a half grand, of course. <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was the most expensive, ridiculous treadmill. But, um, but yeah, this is uh, this is good. This is this is well attended. It is. It's a huge function, actually. Well, we we should probably we should probably confess. Uh, Pete had to go for dinner with Miller. Oh, right. That was a re- that was the important reason why he couldn't turn up and provide technical support for this because yeah. produce the show. Oh, right. Yeah, he, he had to go for dinner with a girl called Tantan, who we will never get on this show because she can... I've never known anyone who can speak. She could read the dictionary in one word. That would just be one constant flowing word of every word in the dictionary. Just endless chat. So he's gone to join her tonight with our equipment... Jodie couldn't be asked to come to the bloody running awards. <laughs> so we're going to have to pretend. Well, we. We're in the, shut up. You don't stop ruining the effect for people. We are at the running awards. We are. We are at the running awards. We were just going to. Um, we, we were just going to not bother. But then I met Sam, the guy who organised the running awards, and he was such a nice bloke. I thought, oh, God, we've got to kind of. G up the running awards a little bit because it was a pretty good event and he seems really nice. So here we are. Here we are at the running awards in the O2 arena. Oh, I can't believe you've made me wear this. What, what have I made you wear? You've made me wear... You've made me black up. Oh, that's right. I can't that's believe right. you've done that. That's crazy. Because, because you're shaft, aren't you? I am And I'm shaft. and bulls. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, listen. Can you hear? Taylor Swift is playing on stage right now. <laughs> Oh, she's good. She's good. You know who I'm copying off with tonight. Um, Susie Chattanelli. Gary Fisher. <laughs> but uh, good news from the running awards. What is the good news? Edinburgh have uh, won best race of the year. They um, Actually, they're not even nominated for anything. Thank God. The message is getting round. <laughs> but there hasn't. The, well, an award has been won by Bad Boy Running. Is it greatest podcast ever created <laughs> it's actually you can vote for that in the moment can't you you can vote for that moment right now you can vote for greatest podcast ever at the new media europe awards you have to you have to do some twitter thing though so if, oh. if right so this is how you do it you go to face like this is, you have to use multiple uh, social media platforms here Go to the Facebook group, and what we'll do is we've pinned a post which tells you how to vote on Twitter. Twitter is the only way you're allowed to vote for us. So remember that? Twitter's like MySpace now. Who uses Twitter for anything? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you're a complete fool. But that's the only way that we can... There's no way we're going to win this. Again, this is what we, we've got to... Yeah. Like, we've got to There's no way we're going to win this. There's some like bakery and some like sewing thing which is you know filled with like nutcase women. Who um or, or men, nutcase men and women who are obsessed with sewing and bakery. Although, although actually, sorry, so do we just need? Is it as many tweets as possible? It's as many tweets as possible. Right, just let's just buy them. You can do, and the thing is, you can do them multiple days as well. Buy them. <laughs> let's just buy them on Fiverr. Yeah, let's buy ten thousand. That is that is because this is all about the community and 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 new media, all of that. And actually, we're just showing the fallacy of Twitter. We are. We're, we're showing it up. And we're giving employment to probably the Philippines. Yeah. Oh, more. 
Okay. Oh no! <laughs> you're, you're, I want oh, it to be a sweatshop in India, the, not the Philippines. No, 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 no. But you're you're demonstrating the power of the first world. That even though the Philippines hate you, for for the cost of three pounds twenty, <laughs> you are making hundreds of Filipino people vote for you. Oh, that'd be brilliant if we win. The best podcast. It's, it's not even us. It's the community. It's the yeah, best yeah, community, best, isn't like it? Best audience. Best yeah. audience, essentially, isn't it? So anyway, by voting, you're voting for yourself. You are voting for yourself. Give yourself a round of applause. You deserve it. So, But we don't actually know how they can vote, do we? Um, well, how did you, you vote today? How did you do that? Oh, I got an email and then I pressed the button from the email. Well, there we are. What we'll do, we'll pin a post in the Facebook group. Um, very first thing in the Facebook group to show you how to vote. And... Um, but actually, given that it closes on the 10th of June, you probably have to vote today. It's probably the last day by the time this comes out. Unless Eddie is editor extraordinaire, which oh, he obviously man. is. Let's see if Eddie can get this. Eddie can push it. He can, he can expedite it. Can Eddie expedite? Yeah, if we win this, it's down to Eddie. Eddie, Eddie. this is on you. Eddie, you get to Eddie. you get to walk up and pick up the uh, the trophy. Partly because I'm going to be at a gig that night. Well, partly but... he's in Italy, so I don't quite know. <laughs> oh, is Eddie, Eddie in Italy as well? He's in Rome. That'd be brilliant if we win and we just don't turn up. <laughs> I don't. I don't ever think that situation is going to happen of us for a start winning something. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, then we we've won at the running awards. Oh, okay. What is it we've won? I don't. I, the thing is, you told me that we'd won at the running awards, and then they pushed through all these things about the award winners. I'm like, I, I actually went through all of them, all four, <laughs> forty-seven awards, to see which one <laughs> it was that we won, and we haven't won anything. But were you were you excited by each one? Were you going, okay, oh, best God, sports could it be did we, No. Maybe we created some wearable technology that I didn't know best about. wearable, no. no. God damn it. God, are we, so, not, are we not an international race? So I, I, I kind of gatecrashed quite a bit of, of the awards. So I ended up on a table with, um, see, with Susie. Susie Chan and a lovely fella, Sean. And then Simon from Freestack. So we were having a great time. And they said, right, we're going we're gonna to start with... A, a, a game where you can win awards and they were reading out from oh, so what do you what do you think the prize would be so i actually won a prize now here, here's here's a clue how many running books can you name i think i own all of them and i think there's about six so you, the prize was the top 10 running books this year what yeah, Wait a minute. Wait, I know. I remember at the last running awards, the top what the top running book was about fucking triathlon or something. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't even a book about running. There, there were not like ten running books. I think the winner this year was about triathlon as well. Okay, so I think it was it's like bedroom to Kona or something about someone who didn't do triathlons and now is going to Kona. Why the fuck is that even allowed in the running awards? It should yeah. be in the Cheating Bastard Awards. It should be. And well, to be fair, that's that's a very good segue to <laughs> to, to us winning these awards. So you had to stand up and they were reading out there's there's a book this isn't even a running book either. There's a book of the a girl who's done a hundred different sports or something what? like that. So, you know, you're right, there are there are no running books. There are no books on running, so they've yeah. got an entire... They can't have a category on podcasts, of which there are, <laughs> there are, like, dozens of running podcasts, yet they have a book category that they have to fill up with people not doing running. Yeah, that is great. Let's write a book, just so we can win that I award. I reckon we've got a good chance there. 
Yeah. Would, would you right. like, would you buy a, a bad boy running book? What would it be about? How I've to, got how to, how to bad boy races. I've got a book. Go on. It was going to be a pack of cards, but it can be a book. So when I was, um... <laughs> it's not you in a pair of speedos, is it? <laughs> it's not that far off. <laughs> so, so, so when it's I was training for Lars calendar, that is not a book. <laughs> that is a calendar. Mate, it's so much worse, and it, it, it was going to be a calendar as well. <laughs> but I was going to bring it up in the next podcast, but we can do it now as a book, just so we can be put forward to this. So, the plan was when I was training for the MDS. Um, obviously, I have a, a lovely girlfriend who is is so beautiful. She deserves a portion of lovely loving. Every every day of the week, and um, I was coming back. What? I was coming back from. Um, f- I was so tired from training for the MDS that I come home and I'd be thinking, "Oh God, we haven't had sex in a while. We probably should have sex." But then I'd be like, "Oh God, I'm so tired though, uh, and I need to stretch." Oh God, I've got to stretch first, and then I do some stretches and fall asleep. So one. I need stretch. Two, she needed some sexual loving. So I thought instead of the karma sutra, we'd come up with a book called Stretchual Healing, where every different position is like a sexual position, but it's a really good stretch. And so you can combine the two. So the next year, if I'm trying something like that, I can come home, stretch, and also do my duties of a, as, a, of a loving, as a loving boyfriend. So I we can turn. Wanna, I want to know how many people have dropped off the podcast at this point. Thought, <laughs> both at the thought of you stretching and the thought of you giving loving to the current Mrs. David Hellard. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Give me some stretch healing. Stretch so, healing. <laughs> but I'm thinking that you could come up with positions like downward dogging, some classic. I thought you were no, no, like, no, no, literally, literally, <laughs> that's it. You've got, you've got one position. Go on, go on. Think of another one. I haven't, I haven't given it great thought yet. <laughs> you've got, you had one position that you thought was brilliant. You can't. I don't think you can even get a calendar together. No, we can. We can do this. I could come up with the positions without a doubt, and the because uh, I know, I know all the calves, so all the muscles and the stretching. So we could go through the karma structure. We could just change those. But what we need is a good artist, someone. Oh, out you're, you're thinking of those like, those um, joy of sex style artists. Hundred <laughs> percent, like the joy of sex. Yeah. So we need someone, someone, and they can, because we're obviously going to be making millions and millions of pounds of this book. Of pens <laughs> with this book. That's still quite a lot. It's millions of pens. I'd be, I'd be pretty happy with that. So we're happy to cut you in, the master artist. Or, or we could do it another way where all we need is 52 do-badders who could be terrible drawers to draw one each. That's a good way of doing it. So that's a new way. What are we going to do? Each do batter has to draw a stretchable healing position. Yeah, I tell you, you are not even going to come close to even getting more than five <laughs> people. So we want. We both, why is this? Why is this term pornographic? <laughs> because we need a book, and people sex sells. Sex sells. Running advice might sell as well. Yeah. <laughs> a book about you... running. 
that may, that may make might make more sense. But it seems to uh, it seems to link in with with what I was thinking of at the time, uh, which is which always obviously tends to be sex. But so so this is the new the new task to do ballads. You have to either co-opt um, your partner or oh no, do what it, are you suggesting now? What draw yourself. Draw you come yourself. up with. So draw, draw yourself. You come up with a position, so you can read through the Kama Sutra for inspiration if you need. You can think of the the different muscles that need stretching. You then have to draw. Um, it could be anyone, but ideally myself or Jody with our with our loved ones in a uh, in this stretch. <laughs> well, with our with our loved ones, it makes it sound like it's family. <laughs> I've got my extended family behind me, in-laws watching, or <laughs> cheering you on at the end of the race. Yeah, what's ooh, what's he doing there? Whoa. And um, and you come up with a name for the the stretch. You then need to describe which muscles it's stretching, and we're going to put together a book, uh, the stretch or healing, that's going to win the running awards. <laughs> Book of the year next year. Book of the year. Boom! Now that's. I think people get behind this. Oh, I, if we need to raise money, we can kickstart. I, I think with this suggestion, you'll have actually reduced the do bad audience to less than fifty-two. Possibly, possibly, but because they'll all be too busy researching. That's why you can research these things. Well, so uh, let's just let's just recap on what we've asked. You. <laughs> So, listeners, we've asked you to help us write a pornographic book where you imagine us in various sexual positions with our partners. And we with want our family. Draw, we want you to draw that. Yeah, and, name, and give it great names it as well. Give it great names so that we can then Hilarious names. It. I don't know. I, this, is, this is one of those, those most heinous projects that it'll just morph into something even worse i hope no one buys the film rights to this oh wow and um when you we're going to release a soundtrack as well so when you're flicking through the book it's going to be us going stretchable healing stretchable he it's going to be wonderful but we can do a kickstarter campaign to raise the money once we've got the book in its raw form i think this could be the perfect um it could be secret santa Stocking fillers, um, presents for people you hate. You, they could give it out for free at the end of the Edinburgh Marathon so that they've actually got something worthwhile from their experience. See? Oh. So many. Oh, actually, to be fair, the, the medal for the Edinburgh Marathon did look pretty kick-ass, didn't it? Oh, well, it? Well, if you got one of the uh, goodie bags, but they ran out of goodie bags, didn't they? They ran out of goodie bags. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it does. It does. They just, oh, it's quite incredible. Yeah, yeah. But, um... So, so yeah, so we're at the running awards still. Oh, we're, at the... <laughs> we're at the running awards. Even, we're at the, this, we've been inspired by what we've seen. So much so that we've, we've, we've got a book coming out. We've got a book. Oh, we're going to be published writers. That is exciting. Although we're not actually going to provide any of the content for this book. <laughs> it seems. I'll do... I'll do down. I'll take downward dogging. I'll do that one. My drawing is horrific, but yeah, I, I can I can put together something for that, or I'll just pay someone a fiver to draw downward dogging for me. That'll do it. But um, yeah, running awards. You had to stand up and either put your hands on your head if you thought the sport was real, or put it on your if you your bum the sport if it wasn't was real. Yeah, so this guy was reading out sports from. What's it? It's first one, triathlon. From yeah, obviously not a sport. Yeah, darts is a sport. So, um, is that a sport? Oh, yeah, Sport Kings, Sport Kings. Is it really? But, I thought it was, yeah. Is it, I thought it was a game. 
No, 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 no. Darts had to, had to have some athleticism involved. Yeah, yeah, there's darts. I mean, <laughs> you, you think about it. I mean, how many people can drink 10 pints of beer? Oh, there is a certain amount of athleticism associated with that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty tough. It's tougher than people think. That's just to get your eye in. But um, yes, you had to put your hands in your head if it was a real sport, hands in your bum if it wasn't. And then if, if you got it wrong, you sat down. So at the, at the beginning of this game, I declared to my table, I'm going to win this, and then just started drinking. Um, I, I, it was quite late in the night at this stage. Well, actually, no, it was, it was the first award, but it, it felt alcohol-wise quite late in the night. Um, so they then got the, the top, top five people who were still in it on stage, at which point I just walked on stage. I thought, yeah, I'm having this. And then we get on stage. They said some sport. Three of them went on the head. So I thought, stats, put it on my ass. Yeah. Better chance. Nice. Then there was down to two of us. And then he said another one, just put my hands on my head. Won the whole thing. So we actually won a running award and 10 books about running. Well, no, 10 books vaguely related <laughs> Sport in some way. So you got ten books. Yeah, ten books to take home with me. Yeah. And have you got them now, or are they on they, transit? They, were, they. I've got one of them there. It looks. Oh, and I've got. To, in fact, Claire's left it. She hates it. Oh no. She, we're gonna have to slag off a book. So I, I, uh, I've been reading Running with the Kenyans. Just started that. She's been reading the book. You know the guy who did Feet in the Clouds? Yeah. He's written a new book. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, is that I the one about the um, Bob Graham round? Yeah, Foot in the Clouds, or Feet in the Clouds was, yeah. No, Feet in the Clouds was, book. yeah, so what, what, what's his new one, though? His new one is called Running Free. Yeah. And it sounds unbelievably pretentious. I didn't like Feet in the Clouds at all. No? How no, come? No, at all. I thought, um, do you know? I just did, I did, it didn't resonate with me at all. I just thought it was, I thought it was quite dull. Bits of it were. I don't know. I just think, I, I thought, I thought the whole like fell running thing seemed really elitist and quite arsy and he was a bit like that as well. I don't know. I just didn't like it at all. I wouldn't um, say elitist, but it's almost so anti-elitist that it's then clicky in its own way. It is, yeah. I don't know. I just, I didn't like it. It just, it, I, I couldn't. You know, like you. Sometimes you, you connect with something, and you yeah. connect with people. I know. In many ways, your the experiences you have in a race are so different from the experiences I have in a race. I don't understand. Yeah. You know, some of the things that you do. It, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like when I uh, eat and run. You know, what's it called Scott Jurek. He should yeah. be like my hero or something. You know, ultra runner, uh, vegan. Um, yeah. you know hair um, and um, you know that sort of thing should resonate with me like massively and I just I just could you know I just couldn't understand him I just didn't understand his motivation I didn't understand why he did the things he did um, and I, did, well, I his, really, his, his I, whole explanation is sometimes you just do things she and repeats I just, and I hated and it again. I hated that book yeah um, it was just you know but then there's other people you know like people don't really like What's his name? Um, Dean Carnazes. Yeah. Uh, but I thought his book was just absolutely fantastic. It was just really inspiring. Uh, okay. And, and dramatic. You know, I, I, you know, I like a little bit of drama and stuff like that. Well, he, he, know, he knows how to write. That's it. Well, he knows how to tell a story, doesn't he? Yeah, he does know how to tell a story. And that's it. I like that. And, you know, Born to Run, absolutely love that as well. Yeah, um, brilliant, brilliant. But, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, I've, I've read some absolute shit. There's a brilliant, <laughs> there's a brilliant book. Um, called From Here to Endorphia. Yeah, okay. A guy 
who basically ran um, John O'Goats to Land's End, yeah, um, totally unsupported. He just did it, but he's he's like he's like properly he's like me. He's like properly angry, and he just yeah. goes off on. He stays in different places and goes off and rants about like the fucking National Trust and all this. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. It's a really really good book, and I read it on like Kindle or something. It was like like two ninety nine or something like that. It's excellent. It's one of, probably one of the better like um, uh, uh, running books I've ever read because all the other ones they always try to they always try to like it expand it out into being something more than it is have you ever read um, yeah. why we run no not heard of it oh who's it right i'm trying to remember who it's by wait a minute because this one um running free it sounds you would definitely hate it from what you said claire said he is talking about how he started running and how he's then categorized categorized these levels of runners Right. And so you you start off with people who just start running. Then you've got the people who chase the PB, and they're the next level. Then you get the next level where they're trying to go for scenery or experiences. And then there's the next. And he he's almost making it out like it's a Buddhist um, oh. levels of spirituality. And he's now on this higher plane of running where, unless you know, he'd never go and run a road race or a, it's all about the experience of running free. Um, but but, but, like, in, but in a way, it's not at all because you've all you know you've you've built up running to have all of these constructs around it. That all of yeah. a sudden, it has yeah. That's, I mean, that's that's exactly what I hate. I hate yeah. that so much. Yeah, completely. And and it's 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 the most elitist view where you, you're, you're essentially <laughs> saying your running is worthless. Everything you all you yeah. guys, you're all worthless because you don't understand running. Like yeah. it's, it's when people say that you should not run with headphones. If you don't enjoy running enough without headphones and you're not a proper runner, you're like, fuck you. I can do what I want. No, exactly, I can, exactly. Just I let was... me enjoy running how I want to enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I hate headphones. Other people like headphones. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. However you want to run is however you want to... Yeah, so this this one we called Why We Run by uh, Robin Harvey. Um, mm. He was... Um, it was this guy who was going to do the, uh, the Spartathlon. Which I would okay, suggest yeah, is yeah. Pro- it's probably hardest. I would suggest that's like you know, top five hardest races in the world. As as yeah, it's got to be out there. And um, yes, yeah, so he was going to do it. And so he talked about his journey and doing it. And he talked about, you know, it goes into quite a lot of philosophical detail about, you know, what it is behind us running and, and things like this. And so he, you know, he, he, um, he trains. And actually, he trained with them, uh, did some training with uh, uh, Rory Coleman mm. as well. And um so he did thing, and so you have to have a qualifier, and so he runs this qualifier and stuff like that, and then he he starts running like the spot. I'm going to ruin this if you haven't read this. I'm going to ruin it for you. So, but I don't I don't care. He he doesn't complete the Spartathlon, and then he doesn't go back to try and win it, and so it doesn't have a it doesn't have a happy ending in my just in my ends. Mind. It just it's like oh I I tried to run the Spartathlon, it didn't work. That's the end. I'm like well, well no no surely you go back afterwards and you try yeah. again or you do something like that. I'm like it doesn't have the closure that I expect. I want a romantic story about yeah. how you achieved that or something. I like I like that. But does he end bitter? Like it's no, the end, no, no, anti-running, no, or it, it just doesn't, doesn't happen. No, no, it just it's just like well, that's it. It just wasn't meant to happen. I like that though. I like that that people people feel they have to have this this resolution, and I think the trouble is with a lot of. Um, so I've been. We'll probably talk to Danny at some point. But there's there's this movement a lot in the in London at the moment. Things like Project Awesome, things like the Tribe, things like Say Yes More. Um, escape the city where there's this whole romanticized notion of doing 
epic journeys and doing epic things as, as if that's, that's almost more important than just the small interactions in life, which to yeah. me is what life's all about. But um, f- there's, there's someone who's cycled around New Zealand, for example, uh, I think uh, Annie, um, oh, it's Anna, and she'd cycled around New Zealand, and 90% of her time cycling around New Zealand was shit, because yeah. she's by herself on a bike in the middle of nowhere in a place she doesn't know, and then you know, really struggling through each day. And that is endlessly happening. But then you come back and you almost have to, there's this pressure on you to sell this romantic notion of what you've been doing. And as you come back and go, yeah, I did this, it was really shit. <laughs> Exactly, I invested a year of my life and 95% of it was terrible. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, and so you then have to um, talk about your people are booking you not to, they don't say, in fact, if you said the reality of it, corporates would probably book you to say, look guys, don't fuck off and do these inspirational things. Just work hard. Your life's so much better. Just earn loads of money, go on some nice holidays, buy some nice stuff and stay here working. Well, look, you probably get... But that's the thing, isn't it? I think that's, you've, I hit the nail on the head, actually, because majority, even like, even like with ultras and even with a lot of these things, you know, the, yeah. the actual the reality of hitting like a marathon PB is that most of the time it is shit. The most of the time that you are going to be running, yeah. you're going to be in pain, you're going to be doing these things that you don't like. Um, but you know, you, you, you people buy into that romanticized thing. There's very few you know, instances where doing something has all that element of you know being epic and stuff like that. And that's why something like the Marathon de Saab, which is a nice bit of timing, Marathon de Saab is one of those things. It has the epic nature about it that actually yeah. is so romantic um, and so beautiful in, in you know in, in, the, in sort of the output that you get and the result that you get that all of the bad stuff is is outweighed massively. Yeah, in a way, yeah. in a way that you aren't with a lot of other things, you know, like the, yeah. the, like we were talking about like the Barkley marathons and stuff, which sound awful. Yeah, which just sound like at just what you know. And there's lots of other races where you know, even things like you know, doing those laps, you know, hundred k laps, you know, mm. the, the four hundred meter thing, you know, just boring, dull. The whole thing is awful. You know what? What is the experience you're getting from that? But I, but you, but you're. You hit the nail on the head, really, because I, up until really recently, pretty up until DNFing, I was of the opinion that you, like, I am a completist. If I run a race, I have to finish yeah. it, no matter how awful it is. Yeah. No matter how awful it is, it's important I finish it, because if I don't finish it, then I, you know, I'm, somehow I have failed. And actually, if you're having a really shit time, and it's really boring, then yeah. just, why bother? And I think they're, they're also... I can understand once going through that to prove to yourself you can. Yeah, absolutely. But it was like Pete when he was doing four laps of nuts for the second or third time. Like, well, <laughs> what does it matter if I don't finish this? I know I can, but I'd rather be with my friends having a great time. And he's not gaining anything from that. And But I think a lot of these books, they need to have this spiritual narrative. Because yeah. to just say, I really like running... These are the bits I like about it. It isn't enough for most people. No, no, you don't want to hear that. You, like when I read that that, um, that Robin Harvey book, it's like, I want, where's the where's the closure? You know, I, I ran a race, I realised it was well beyond me, and I stopped. And actually, that's that's the most completely sensible thing. 
for you yeah. to do. I realised that actually the, the time and effort it would take me to become good enough to run Spartathlon to hit all, you know, it's like something like 36 like time points or whatever that you have to yeah. you know, cut off points or whatever. In order to do that, it would take far too much time out of my life. It would be far too much of a sacrifice, so I'm not doing it. That doesn't, make, was, a great, what, doesn't make a great story. But it's, What's the last paragraph? Was it, I just went back to work and everything was fine? Uh, it, it was, um, and then I woke up, it was all a dream. Oh, not classic. <laughs> yeah, it was, classic. classic one, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we can do at the end of the uh, Stretch Your Healing book. <laughs> it was just a massive nightmare. It's all gone wrong. My God, this has actually been published. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah. So we, yeah, so we, Bad Boy Running won a trophy. We actually have a trophy at Claire's house. And what do we even got a trophy? How have we won yeah. a trophy? Because they, for some reason, they had a trophy for winning that prize. I love that. People have put on proper races. They've put, poured their heart and soul into racing. <laughs> and you get up, you cheat, get, get into the thing, and you get a trophy for that. Is, is, it, is it like the wooden runner? Yeah. Is it, we've really got an award. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So, in fact, that is, um, you can have some of the books if you want. There's, I'm sure some of them are okay. But, um... Yeah, next if time you, you take, see me. If you have if you take a book, you have to do a do badder review of it on video oh. into the group. But you've got to do your, you've got to do two reviews and you might not have to do the second one. The first review is just looking at the cover, what you think it's probably going to be about and then review how good it is at that. So you can uh, you can just freestyle your views on that. And then if you can be asked actually read it and then give a review. <laughs> Because I think it'd be much funnier if people were just, and then, or or what we can do? How about this? We can put a book a week into, um, into the the Facebook group, and then the best review of the book wins the book. Oh, that's what well, before the, before it's even been read. Before anyone has read it, yeah. Oh, amazing! That's a great idea. That's exactly so we'll what that. we're doing. So yeah, you so you choose the first book, and we'll put it up, and then yeah, if you and it has to be a video review. So yeah. you've got you can use I think you can use Facebook Live or you can do a video on your thing and review it. But yeah, funniest, most uh, memorable, whatever. We'll judge it and then. And I'm telling you now, I'm I'm thinking Sheena Parry is winning nine books this year. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll whenever this comes out, which hopefully is this week, or else if if it's not this week, we have lost already that competition. We are. And... We are. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually message. Eddie now even if he's not able to do it I'm getting come on Eddie Eddie don't let us down now Eddie you come on you've it. got this Eddie you've got this Eddie yeah so he's in Italy is he yeah that's where he lives is he yeah oh wow I know how well, come well because he's studying ancient history and uh, Italian wow that's an amazing degree to study so he's studying Rome essentially wow so he, he probably knows Mary Beard okay here we are so we've got Already, I've put on the Facebook group um, that we were thinking about a bad boy running book, and so far, this is this is the feedback on it. <laughs> Thomas Georgeson, the bad boy thing to do would be to steal it. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah Ross, I would. We, we, would you buy it? That's what I'm asking. I would, but it depends on how shit it is. I think she knows the answer to <laughs> that question. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, will David get loads printed, then store them in a foreign country and never actually try to sell them? <laughs> Who said that? 
JJ Jelfs. It's <laughs> a good Elizabeth, point, JJ. It has to include Dave, uh, photos of Dave in all his dresses. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Bad Boy Christmas Annual, as long as it has a word search. Oh, we could do a good <laughs> word search. Uh, Michael Joyo, funny anecdotes about running both serious and bad boy. And Lorna Spain, uh, no, I wouldn't buy it. Two posh blokes laughing at each other's jokes just works on the podcast <laughs> level. <laughs> 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 they're all valid points all valid they're points. all valid points aren't they they're pretty, that is pretty much the um, like the testimonials that you have on the back of the book <laughs> in fact once we once we release the book we can have all the reviews from the bad boys that without them ever reading it as well oh absolutely two, yeah. two posh blokes laughing at each other's joke just doesn't work in book format imagine that, that, <laughs> that literally would be the, the... <laughs> So, um, yeah, so where are we? The Running Awards. Yeah, the Running Awards. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so uh, were there any um, big winners, uh, big surprises? Were there any unpopular winners? On well, this, it's quite strange because it's, it's all done by public vote. And so inevitably you get some of the big brands winning, obviously, every year. So is it like... And uh, best retailer, sweatshop. Sweatshop, yeah, that's what I was thinking of, sweatshop, yeah. Clearly. And then they... And then saying best running shoe, and no one gives a crap. Is it is it an Asics? Is it a Nike? And in reality, do people? I mean, maybe maybe I I, I do a disservice to to the people voting, but do people really think this specific running shoe is the best shoe this year? R- rather than just buying our oh, Nike person, just carry on carries on buying Nikes, and Asics person buys the next type of Asics. So yeah. Quite a lot of votes where they announce it and no one really cares. And even Sweatshop or Nike, they don't really care because they're like, yeah, of course we're going to win it. And then you get the odd random race that wins something or random products. Like a really small company that's clearly spent a lot of effort marketing to try and get votes for this award. And and it's quite sweet. It's when they finally win it. You know, it's a really big moment because... It could actually make a big difference to to the event or to the oh, that product. Or, absolutely, yeah. Because the having that logo, having that kudos, the potential PR that it affords them is is could it could make a huge difference. So um, I think Ealing Half Marathon won again, which um, they seem to be very good at, at, at getting there. Have you done Have you done the Ealing Half Marathon? Yeah, I think I did the first one. I I, I pacemaked that it, with example. Right? What's it? It's nice. It's I think it does very well, partly because Ealing Eagles are such a community-based oh, running club. Okay, nice. They're massive. They're they're one of those clubs that sprung out of nowhere five years ago. I don't think they existed, and they I, I've probably mentioned on the podcast, but I, in fact, I went to speak to them about about running London and pacing London. They um. They're so good, at including runners of all abilities. And oh, they got a group five. They've probably got a group seven. <sighs> are are they? But are they as judgmental as group seven? Do, do the group seven say, "Oh, no way, man! We don't do race for life." What What I know is that I haven't got as bad reputation with group seven <laughs> as I do with Newcastle group five. <laughs> so, uh, so, but. They haven't got the fondness, obviously, of Newcastle Group 5, uh, Time Bridge Group 5 
but uh, in my heart. But yeah, they they're brilliant at involving everyone in the community, and so when you run the half marathon, it does feel a lot more like a community marathon. All the volunteers see instead of having just random runners or friends of, or yeah. they're all from the Eagles. There's so many Eagles who are running it as well. Yeah. So you see Eagles everywhere and it, it creates quite a nice buzz, but I, th- I think they are just very good at getting them to vote because it's, it's clearly not the best half marathon in the country. Um, but I don't know what would be, Probably the Great North Run, I'd imagine, every year. But that would be be boring for that to happen anyway. So, um, so yeah, it was great to have some events like like that. And if I have a quick look at the list, Um, see if there are any... What was Gary Bushel like? He was obviously hilarious. He was obviously not, not there, of course. I wish Gary Bushel was there. He, uh, Gary, what was the other guy called? Gavin Bushel. Mike Bushel. Mike Bushel. He's fine. The tr- In fact, no, he was dreadful. Oh. <laughs> he, he would tell you, he'd apologise in advance for saying a bad joke. Then he'd say a bad joke. And no one would laugh. And then he'd apologise afterwards. Thinking that the whole thing was funny. It, it's, it's almost it's, like, it's, it's almost it's like, like you but without the apologies <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right he's got the self-awareness to know yeah, that people yeah. they're finding it funny yeah, that's what it lets him down the self-awareness but it's it's similar to um crackers at christmas where no one's finding it funny and everyone's still reading them out <laughs> just to try and get through through the ordeal together um, in fact i've just loaded up the they've got an incredible brochure Oh, they've got those, um, yeah, they've had the brochure, haven't they? There's a load of advertising in it. Yeah, and oh, the Good Gym one, special recognition for innovation in running. That's good. Do you know Good Gym? No. I don't know how big it is, but it's a great concept. They, you go for a run. Yeah. From, I think they tell you where it starts. You then run somewhere and do something good. So you might help out um, lifts lift furniture into an old people's home or do the gardening in a community project or you i mean you actually do genuinely good things once you finish your run and they're all i think they tend to try and be um health health related as well so right. something that gets you active but there's some strange ones they had the special recognition award inspiration award for running that went to um went to this lady who was featured in the is it the i can I'm a girl, I can run, or whatever it's called. Oh, this girl runs, isn't it? This This girl girl runs. This girl girl can. Yeah, Yeah, and I found it quite strange that she was chosen as the inspiration when actually she was just someone who was essentially plucked almost like a model um, as you're going to be the person who we do all this PR for and market and create into something. And um, so I just found that quite strange that it's, it's almost like having... Well, for me, inspiration is—is is, it, it didn't it lacks the genuine? It, you know, it wasn't genuine. Oh, really? Because yeah, because it's it's not as if it's because it wasn't me. Is that what you're saying? It, that's it wasn't, right. It wasn't me right. out there. Uh, but I, I just find it quite strange because she's clearly been created to be this inspiration. That's that she's been marketed to be an inspiration she's rather than say again. She's a cyborg. She is a cyborg, indeed. <laughs> she's a, what? Do you mean she's been created? Oh, what you're saying? Oh. 
Okay, so she's like the personification of this idea, well, um, well, but she's just like the figurehead of it. She's a manufactured inspirational person. Right. Does that make sense? No. So, in, so she's not someone who happens to have been inspirational. So, oh, so she is, it's not her. She's not the thing. It's an idea, and then she has just been... Paid. She was the face. She was the fa- I don't know if she's paid or not, but she was the face of this I can, whatever the, the campaign was. And so they then chose her to be the face of it, and they then said she's inspirational. Right. As the face of this inspirational advert, which I, I just found quite bizarre. But, um, but I mean, fair enough. If they, I, I think they probably England Athletics, who were behind it all, were probably quite supportive to the running awards, and so they. Okay, I see. I see. But best accessory, it wasn't run by. It wasn't. Sorry, it wasn't won by Dry Robe. I'm afraid. Second <laughs> silver, silver. It wasn't. It wasn't won by uh, Camel Toes either. Fucking <laughs> dry robe, dry robe. Oh man, I've got to try one of these dry robes. Yeah, hell I yeah. Feel, I feel like it's it's like my destiny to to experience a dry robe. But there's some strange awards. They they had best underwear and socks. Best underwear. Yeah. Oh, I know what your opinion is on socks. So you must think, well, how is that even a category? Yeah, exactly. Um, there's some. I mean, the best app, obviously Strava. I think that. I mean, there's there will come a point when there's no point in doing best app because Strava. There's there's some of these awards you just know is going to be the same winner every year. Um, breast, uh, sorry, best wearable tech brand, Garmin, obviously. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was it was a really good night though. They um, people were getting quite tipsy, which is quite enjoyable. And what, you could what, see what, what, what runners were having, like what one bottle of beer. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just quickly going to try and find. Most of the thing is, my runners are. Right, this, I'm going to make an incredible generalisation here, which is a generalisation that's true. That um, hmm. a lot of like serious runners are terrible at drinking. Yeah, I, I guess it's. Most you're you're think, like the enigma. But I think most people think you can't do it. Well, yeah. And that is something... Actually, we need to make that a mission. A mission of bad boy running. That it's a a deadly myth that you can't combine the two. Yeah. Yeah, completely. I completely believe in the... If you've got a hangover, the best way to get rid of it is to at least hit 10 miles. It's so yeah. true. It's so true. Even less than that. I think even a 5K yeah. help clear around. Okay, here we go. Yes, I think it's actually the events are the ones where it's nice to see the winners there. So they had well, best ten k was the Mad Dog Raiders of the Lost Bark ten k. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. I want to do that ten k because they put so much effort into the design of the Lego. Google it, people. So the Mad Dog Raiders of the Lost Bark, brilliant. I don't know how that relates to ten k in any way. But um, so they won 10k best event series park run won that yeah Wait, fair enough that's not a race that's the that's event series uh, well, is, is it an event elite officially 
yeah, I mean, just, it was just people going for a run, isn't it? So major series were a bit gutted there. BMF lost out on that. I mean, park running going to win that every year forever because how many park runs are there across the country, and how many people do park runs? There's, they're going to win that forever. Um, best fun run was the rock and roll Liverpool Marathon, which oh, is pretty. Minute. What is the what, what category was um, uh, British Marathon in? Was that in that one? I can't remember which one I was in. It, yeah, it must have been... It's got to be a fun Oh, run. yeah, it's in there. Yeah, I've just seen. Best fun run. So, yeah, we didn't win that one, sadly. Damn it. I'm, I'm going to have to um, check out the Filipino voters. And if it works for Twitter, get them to vote for this as well. Because <laughs> then we can clean up. Clean up. Um, best new event. Have you heard of this one? And best trail event. Both won by Hope24. Hope twenty four. Mm. Oh, it's not a bloody twenty four hour race. I, I assume so. Oh. And then best international event, Uganda Marathon. That's nice. Nice, nice. I like it. Yeah, they're they're quite similar to Sierra Leone Marathon. I think it's all created to raise money for the charity. They, I mean, they beat out Dublin and Berlin, so that's pretty awesome. That's good. Be, Dublin's be, supposed to be a great race. I've not done Dublin, but it's supposed to be brilliant. Yeah, they won it last year. So, did they? Yeah, so Uganda have done. I mean, and they were really, really chuffed, rightly so. So, uh, and then, oh, wow, at the end, they've done an obstacle course racing UK industry report. How bizarre. But, um, yeah, there you go. So, um, that kind of sums up the, the running awards. I think we should probably try and film it live next year. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Or at least film it in some way. Do you know what? The, the, the thing was, it, it came around at a really weird time. I didn't, when it came around, it, it, we talked about it for ages. And then when it came around, I'm like, I, I didn't realise it was this week. Yeah, but they, really always do it the week, they always do it the week of the London Marathon. Yeah, but I, I don't think was. they'd actually messaged out that much just before. So uh, I suppose if you'd actually been nominated, then uh, they probably would have messaged you quite a lot. Well, I had been. Well, I well, you I might have had, been. Yeah, I know. Next year, next year. But the it was actually a really good event. I, I, I'd go along to it even if I wasn't nominated because it was it's just fun, and there's a lot of people in the room that you'll know, and I don't think that many people took it too seriously, thankfully, which is good. Oh no, they've got a best triathlon awards at the running awards. What? How bizarre is that? Oh, it's why my, all credibility has been lost. Indeed, well, indeed. How can you have? How can you have something that two thirds of it is not running? That's not. It's not a running thing. I mean, mind you, they do have obstacle race stuff in there, but you know, triathlon is is definitely not running. Yeah, I mean, I think OCR gets in there because it's it's not necessarily a big enough industry in itself to have something of the scale of the running awards. And it might a lot not of, be that far off though, surely. Um I mean it's it's I'd have thought it's still quite a way off the size of triathlons and running events. But also a lot of them cross over. When you're looking at trail and obstacle racing they there is a fine line between the two and they, they do merge really. Um Yeah, but we'll 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 We'll, we'll be back back next year and we'll organise it so that Pete puts it in his diary and doesn't go for dinner with Miller and that JD can be asked to come 
and we'll, we'll hope that we haven't done it too much disservice in this podcast that we might be invited back <laughs> potentially it's, it's irrelevant whether we're invited back or not <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll find a way in yeah exactly. <laughs> sorry, sorry. that's sure. right then man well, no, it's been a good episode this is officially the London Marathon Running Awards and book discussion we, we were going to have a, a, a podcast specifically on books but it seems like we've well, we pretty st- much covered it well, we still can because we haven't really gone into the, I mean, Feet in the Clouds. We could go into a lot more about that. We could go into um, the Barefoot Running books and there's certainly more we can discuss without a doubt. But maybe we'll just make it a half episode. Oh, the winner of Best Book was Park Run. Best Book? Yeah. Is there a book on Park Run? What is there to say on Park Run in a book? Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. It would... Unless it's about the the about founder what? of Park Run and his journey to but getting off there, the ground. There was a book once about the Hundred Club, people that you know in the Hundred Marathon Club, and mm. it was awful. It was just it's like oh, what big deal? People run a hundred marathons. Yeah, like, there's nothing to say about it. There was literally nothing to say. You're trying to make out that this people is an elite group of people. Well, they're not elite groups of people because they're you know. It's, no, it's just it's, it's it's trying to create something out of nothing. Well, I think part run there's there's quite a lot you could say, and we we don't know what the there's probably some quite interesting stories about trying to get off the ground in Russia and interactions with the government. And actually, weren't you going to tell us a story about Park Run when I was away? I missed something. Oh yeah, no, when when you were away, then it was the first. Um, um, I can't remember what the the name of the place was, but it was the um, the council. Decided yeah. that they were going to charge Parkrun for. That's crazy. How much money were they? I mean, pound, any like money. A pound, a is pound per, something like a pound per, per runner. And they were going to charge it directly to Parkrun. They were going to make people pay up. Oh, God. So. And that's the first Parkrun in the world that the uh, council is charged for. So they, they've actually charged them? Well, I don't know what they're doing now. I don't know what the. I don't know how that would, how it works. It's been a few weeks since then. So, things as soon as Parkrun charges, the logistics behind that is going to be a nightmare. You either have to get everyone to give you a pound at the end of the day, at the end of the race, and it just becomes so hard because it's such an annoying amount to pit to collect and all the coins, and everyone has to remember. Or you've then got to go into some kind of membership or well, payments online, yeah, exactly, and then, and it's just that's. I mean, I can understand councils are short of cash, but surely this is a good thing. I mean, it's it's undeniably brilliant for society. Yeah, absolutely. And but then, anything... you do, but then you do get miserable old bastards like uh, Simon Jenkins and people like that who, who literally hate. You know, I oh I go for a walk in you know at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning and I can't move from that thing. And while I'm having a walk at nine o'clock, there are some people obscuring my path. Who's Simon Jenkins? Simon Jenkins. You know what? He's uh, the Times columnist. He's the most miserable old bastard in the world. He's like oh, uh, okay. head of He, right? He is he's anti-triathlons because he thinks he ruined they ruin the parks. Um, like you know, national, you know, not national parks, but you know the the parks in London and stuff. Constantly mm. moaning about because one day a year is given over to the. And although I like him because he hates triathlons, I also hate him. <laughs> he is anti. You know, it's like Christ's sake. You know, there's a sporting event in a park. It's being used for a great purpose. It's getting people in there. 
Um, it's getting people outside. It's you know, it, it, there is there is nothing negative about it whatsoever. Yeah. But for some reason, he he hates it because he's a miserable old bastard who cannot think uh, beyond like the length of his nose. You know, it's. It, yeah. Fuck you, old man. Well, it's just incredibly selfish, isn't well, it? It's just incredibly, like, it's like literally, I, there is no joy in my life. I'm going to ruin it for everyone else. Yeah. There, there, there is no denying that something like Parkrun is like the, the, one of the most important movements for public health in, yeah. in, in, for years, for decades. Yeah. More than anything that a government that has been able to try and do, more than anything that, you know, any public health initiative has done. Um, and they've all they've got these junior park runs as well now. I see. Yeah, that's it. The amount of kids that watch other people running. You know, I, I know yeah. for a fact that you know when I when I run, my daughter wants to run as well, and she's excited by it, and she wants yeah. to, she wants to be active, and that's exactly what happens with those things. So that one time she was so excited. <laughs> 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 oh, how bizarre! And and did they did they start a petition or? Um, I think they do all sorts. Of, they were, you know, I don't think anyone expected it to actually happen. But um, mm. but the thing is, what is it with like local councillors? They were like a, a different breed of people. I, mean, I don't even know who elects these people. Um, so, you you always have this projection in in the press of the MPs will do whatever they can. Just they'll say whatever they they can to get votes. They don't care about anything they say. Yeah. But then you you hear about councils like this you think at what point do you not realize that everyone's going to go mental and the whole of parkrun in the uk are going to turn on this one council and it's going to be in the papers and people are going to be up in arms about something like this and it's so obvious that that would happen yeah. and yet they still think oh i know how about we charge people a really annoying amount for them to so that they that to put them off potentially doing something that's really good for their health. Uh, but what you have to remember is that there's probably a lot of other councils looking at it thinking another money spinner. They're looking at this council thinking this is great. This is exactly what exactly what we want because it now allows us to do it. Yeah. So you think they're trying to be pioneers and then they become heroes within the councils? Yeah. Right. Let's find out who it is. And let's let's see who the decision maker on this was, and let's just be proper twats to him. <laughs> let's think of ways in which we could charge. I him. was thinking, yeah, I was trying to think of like ways of doing this. How do you? What's the best way of doing it? They actually, I think the organisers of the part one have, have asked for people not to do that, okay. specifically because they're still exploring these other ways of, of of making sure that this doesn't escalate to something bigger. So we'll we'll, we'll let them we'll let them explore. And if it doesn't come out right, that's when we'll go do badder on their well, asses. Somewhere, somewhere in Bristol, it's Little, Little Stoke Park Run. So Stoke, um, Stoke Gifford Parish Council introduced the charge of Little Stoke. Um, Little Stoke. And does it... Let's have a look how many people ran in the last park run there. That's well, quite a big one, actually, fair, to be fair. That's well, huge. Oh, so no, 300 so, so people. They, so actually what they've done is they've, per- they've just closed the run. It's been closed. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, God. That is ridiculous. Yeah, they just closed it. Oh, you're right. They closed it in May. Yeah. Well, well done to that. Well done, Lil. So, so that you you don't have any money now, and you have less people getting fit in your thing. So brilliant. All right. Well, we're going to Google this and find out what's happened before the next one, so we can um, 
update you on whether this is still a work in progress and they're potentially negotiating or whether they've just closed the park run because they've just been completely short-sighted and money-grabbing. Uh, obviously, feel sorry for the councils because they need the money and it could be that we don't know that this runs the routes. Let's have a look at the route. That it doesn't stick to tarmac and it goes over and just churns everything up and there actually does have some expense. It's a field. It is a field. Look, look at the route. This, this is not... This does not look like you're running through beautifully kept countryside. It's a massive field. That is that's so weird. Well, how right? So how how what stops everyone just turning up and saying, "Oh, yeah, we're not with Parkrun. We're just running around this field." Well, I think that works if you're the beerathon, but I think once you get to Parkrun size, unfortunately, yeah, legally they can pin it on you. But oh, what a shame! I, I almost want to write to the Daily Mail, have a proper rant, get old, get the old boys of England on our side. I don't, I don't think you can get the Daily Mail on your side on this one. I don't think I'll get my the Daily Mail on my side. <laughs> I think that was very ambitious there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Daily Mail, as long as um, if it's stopping people walking their dogs, that's what's going to annoy them. They'll go on the dog walker's side. I just talk about littering and stuff. Anyway, we were uh, we had a bit of a segue there at the end of the the podcast. Not sure that's going to make it out or not. <laughs> yeah, it will. But, uh, it will absolutely. We've got to go. Right, so we've got to we've got to end this now because we've got to get this to Eddie. Eddie needs to yeah. edit this, and then you've got to come get, come to the Facebook um, page. What we'll do, we'll pin a post. Um, for telling the instruction, well, once we've worked out the instructions of how to actually vote for us on Twitter uh, in order for us to um, uh, win the audience award at the New Media Europe Awards, um, we'll we'll post that. And um, yeah, if you can vote for us, that'd be amazing. Encourage your friends to vote for us. Encourage many. You can vote for us every single day. So basically, is that right? You can yeah, as long as you can vote as many times as you want every single day. Same thing. So we're going to push it every single day. We've only got a few days left anyway. You can so. vote as many times as you want. Yeah. So we could just have one account constantly voting. Uh, it has to be a different account and a different day each time. Ah, uh, so okay. One, yeah. So if anyone knows, of, uh, if anyone's a good programmer and can just make a nice spam bot that's not going to get detected, then do your work, people. Do your work. And we'll also be posting the book, the, the photos of the front of the books for you to give us reviews one a week. Yeah. And we'll, I think we'll, we'll play, if we can figure out, if Eddie can figure out how to play the winning review each week, and maybe the top three, depending how funny they are, because I can imagine they'll be quite good. Yeah, do we get do we get people voting voting on those? Ooh, we, should, we could it, do a vote, couldn't we? We could do a vote, yeah. So we can play the top two, top three each week on the podcast, and then we have a vote for uh, for the winner of the next week. Nice, that would work. And um, yeah, anything else? We're probably going to do a roundup next week because there's just so much feedback being going on in the Facebook group. And quite a few things to catch up on from previous episodes. So and then, and yeah, and then the week after that, it's the uh, beer lovers. Beer lovers. Oh boy. Oh. Beer lovers. Still feel it in my belly. I, yeah. What an event! It's going to be an amazing episode. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.